This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. We are here at episode number 66. And friends, y'all are in for a treat today. We are still in our series of featuring my expert guests and coaches in the DOO program. And today I have the one and only Camon Napier. And I could not just, I am on fire to share her wisdom with you guys. As you guys have been listening and hearing and, and understanding over the last couple of podcast recordings, I have these expert coaches come inside the community. I've partnered with them strategically to help me just provide another perspective in the program on what these different pillars of operations look like. So Kamone is our hiring and honestly, she's like, all around an HR expert, human resources expert. And that's exactly how she supports our program, but it's also how she's built her business and utilizing the skills that she learned in corporate, just her God-given talents, all that good stuff. And so you're going to hear some behind the scenes as to how she's built her business, what kind of operations support she is providing today, and a little bit about how the Director of Operations Certification has helped and accelerated her growth as an entrepreneur. Before we get into all that good juiciness, let me give you a high-level view of Kamon. She's a hiring expert and the CEO of the Lean Process Strategist. She partners with service-minded entrepreneurs to optimize their businesses using strong people leadership and strategic input. She has several years of experience working with senior leaders and entrepreneurs by providing strategy and HR support. Kamon helps entrepreneurs to grow their teams with intention to reduce their overwhelm and attract high-quality candidates. Kamon's goal is to customize a solution to help you scale your business and become the visionary leader that you crave to be. So if you listen to every single word of that bio... I bet that sounds a lot like somebody else you hear on a weekly basis. <laughs> that would be me. I met Kamone in the most interesting way. She actually had come through a hiring process that I was managing. And we just, honestly, there was magic like the very first time. And that's what happens when you when you circle yourself with people who have similar interests. And so we developed a professional relationship, which has quickly become just a peer-to-peer relationship. We share an equal love of voxering ideas and bouncing ideas and strategies off of one another, but she's become a darn good friend. We often joke on Fridays. I think that must be when we have a little bit more downtime, but we will pop into Voxer with a little bit longer Voxer than we do throughout the week. And it's like, man, I wish I lived next door to her because even in the same darn town, because we would definitely have a couple evenings together. And I can't wait for that to be a real reality. Without further ado, I would love to kind of turn the story over to Kamone and let you introduce yourself. Give us a little bit of background on where you've been and where you are today. Thanks, Natalie, so much for the warm welcome. I absolutely loved the experience that I had, even just working with you and just working with clients in this field. 
I just want to start off by saying that this just created a wealth of abundance for me in my life. And I'll just start by giving, you know, everybody a little bit of backstory about my career trajectory. So I really started my career working primarily in operations and HR. I worked in the government space and I worked in the corporate setting in New York City. So you can imagine things were really, really fast paced all the time. And then around 2017, I kind of felt like I wanted to do things like start a family. You know, I wanted some more freedom and flexibility in my lifestyle because, you know, New York City is a very fast paced town. (laughs) So that's what I really wanted for myself. And then I just decided to really just jump in there and just jump into the online space and really start my business. And relatively soon in that process, I really found Natalie, you know, and then I just decided to join her certification because I just saw the value in it. And it was amazing. And it's just created, like I said, a wealth of abundance for me and my family. So I have nothing but great things to say about it. And the way that I've structured my business has definitely been what I've been dreaming of for years. So that is really how I kind of entered the online space and really started my business, the lean process strategist. So right now I'm serving my you know, CEOs and clients that I work with in the operations and the HR capacity. And I love it. Yes, I want to dig into the the transition from government slash corporate, which they're pretty much one and the same because they both have a lot of red tape. But I think you and I are both very grateful for the experiences that we had because you don't come out of the womb saying, I'm going to be a great human resource manager one day. <laughs> That's just not what happens. But by having these experiences in more formal environments, we got training and the ability to be able to have paid training and refine our skills and practice our skills in a safe environment to then gain enough confidence to say, you know what, I'm actually really good at this. I'm going to do this on my own. And so when you said, hey, I'm going to, you know, I really want to have this family. I want to try something different. Of course, that involves a huge leap of faith. But when you were looking at making that jump, like go back a few years and perhaps right before we met, which I would say is about a year and a half ago. I'm not 100%, but go back into that. And when you're thinking of leaving corporate, what did you think you were going to be doing when you worked for yourself? So to be quite honest, I had a hard time envisioning doing this kind of work in the online space initially, because I really wasn't seeing it at the time, to be quite honest. You know, I saw a lot of virtual assistant work, but I knew I had other skills that I I could bring to the table and I wanted to leverage, but I didn't necessarily have the structure or know how to leverage those opportunities in the online space because, you know, I was completely new to the game, as I like to say. So it was really like mind blowing for me. And the way I really started was to really provide operations and almost administrative support. Like that was the initial thing that I started doing for a couple of people. I think it was two months into starting my business that I got my first client and I was super excited and I had such a great experience there, but I knew I could do more. And what I was lacking at the time was the structure that I needed to kind of market myself in the right and attract my ideal clients and people who would need me and need the skills that I had. So at that time, you know, I loved, and I love the admin stuff. Like, you know, who, if anybody's into operations, you love that kind of stuff, but I knew I could offer more and I had certain skills. Like I've, you know, I've done the masters in human resources. I've done all those things. So I'm like, I could bring so much more value to the people that I work with, but I just needed to get my audience down and my marketing down. So Natalie definitely helped me 
with that. And I'm forever grateful. (laughs) You know, that's when you said that, it just kind of made me reflect on where I was when I left corporate. And I may have told the story before, but it never hurts to kind of relive and walk through that in real time with you ladies. But when I left corporate, I knew I was going to work. I knew I was going to bring in an income. I wanted to do that. That's where I get a lot of fulfillment is in serving other people. And if you can serve and make money at the same time, hello, it doesn't feel like work. So when I started looking around and, and, understanding what this online space was, because to this point, I had been raised in healthcare, education, and corporate. So I had no idea that people were, I mean, shame on me, but I had no clue that people were making money in the services space from their homes in the way that we are today. It was a a brand new concept to me. So when I started to look around, I thought, well, I mean, yeah, I can be a great admin. And in my trajectory at in corporate, admins were more entry level. And of course there was a path for them, but that's exactly where I went, come on, in my own head. I started thinking, you know what? I'll just, and I caution everybody. I have a little, a little banter on the word just, but, but I, I kept telling myself, I will just be an admin again. Oh, virtual assisting. I will just do that. And while there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, I had 15 years and executive experience at a Fortune 150 company. So I would go from making six figures a year to perhaps making, you know, $20 an hour, which was a huge step back. And I kept, you know, there was that weird period where I kept telling myself like, well, this is just the price you have to, you know, I've got to get established and I just need to kind of go backwards before I go forwards. And there's some wisdom in that. But when I really started to look at this, I actually read the book, Blue Ocean, And I'll put the author and a link to that book in the show notes, but that was what really gave me the confidence. One random little book out there that I happened to read at the right time that basically reaffirmed the skills that I had, I could create my my own blue ocean. And that's what I did. I really said, you know what? Yes, I can do a you know virtual assistant work. Of course I can do that. I'm like born to do that, born to execute, born to advise, born to coach. That's what I had done in every single part of my life. But when I looked at it, I thought, well, why would I do that when I would be going backwards? So then I was like, I'm going to go all in on the project management piece. And I really did that because it was the easiest way for me to convey my experience to the audience that I thought that I wanted. So I, I didn't even have the confidence at that point, come on, to even say that I was an operations expert because I didn't know if, if this audience really knew what that was. So I like the way that we have both, and I commend you for seeing your value and kind of skipping that. I, I mean, you may have taken one little toe in, you know, dipped one little toe into that pond, but you saw it and then you also saw your value and then became, you know, went ahead and quickly transitioned into where your true value is. So just so proud of you. And our stories are just so, so similar that it's ironic that both of our passions are, or we have the skill set in operations, but both of our passions underneath that umbrella are in the human resources space. So tell me a little bit about your offers today. Like how do you set your business up? How do you make money today? Well, I can talk about that. And I used to make money in a variety of different ways. And I really like niched it down to really three main offers for myself. Hiring is definitely the biggest one. So I really help, you know, CEOs and visionaries really hire with intention and really onboard their team members in the right capacity, because that is a struggle that I've seen and a definite need in the market. So I've been helping 
with that. And I, that is like my biggest seller so far. And I really love that process because I'm passionate about HR. So that's my first offer. And then my next offer, I do offer DOO, Director of Operation Services. I do that for a select few of clients that I do that for. And then my last offer is that I offer strategic mapping for visionary leaders to really um, get an understanding of their business plans and where they want to go with their business. So I help them work on that with ease. So those are the three main offers that I'm offering right now. But as you can see, um, hiring an HR is definitely my, my number one passion. I love the operation space as well. So it's like, it's always like a, a divide for me with both, but I, I truly love the, the HR and the hiring speak, the, the hiring piece of my work. The cool thing about those three offers is I kind of look at them almost like a pyramid and the strategic mapping is kind of the foundation. It's what everybody needs. And then those DOO services, that's when you start working with a scaling, like a true scaling company. That's when directors of operations become imperative in a business. And then if you're working with your ideal client that is truly in the scaling phase, building a team has to happen as well. So that's really my value ladder as well. If, if we want to talk about the way that we've built our businesses, those three offers have been my key. And like you, Kimon, I didn't really think that hiring as a service was going to be such a valuable commodity. But at the time that we're recording this here in late Q3 of 2020, the hellacious <laughs> 2020, I will say that, you know, hiring has been my, a huge generator of income in this year, albeit an unstable year for a lot of our, you know, globally, it's been an unstable year, but you're seeing a lot of businesses understand during crisis that they need qualified people to come in and help them grow and scale their businesses at this time. So both Kimon and I have been just incredibly blessed by lots and lots of being able to be helpful. And it's not just the money. It's we both are lit up. I know when when I talk to her and I can hear her energy over Voxer and in our in our Zoom calls, but when you come in and you're able to partner with somebody and bring them a solution that can forever change their personal life and their profits in their business, like that is ultimate fulfillment. Don't you think? I agree. There's nothing that makes me feel more overjoyed. Normally when people come to me, they're almost in a crisis and they're very stressed out. They have a long to-do list and they don't know really how to delegate um, that to a team member or to even find the right person for that role because normally there's, you know, conflicting priorities that are going on. So when I do come in um, and find that person for them, they feel like a sense of relief and just seeing that the joy in their, their face and their reaction really just brings me joy as a service provider because that's my overall mission is to work with service-minded visionary leaders to really help them get more strategic and grow their teams. That's what I love to do. So seeing their reaction and just seeing the growth of the relationship with their new hire is just a wonderful thing for me to see. Yes. So knowing that you are the hiring expert and really have a great foundation in human resources as a whole and have been able to make that transition from using those skills in corporate and government into the small business and online spaces, give the audience a few tips just some some key takeaways that they can use in leveraging your amazing knowledge and expertise. Yeah, I would say there are three key areas that I really focus on when I'm working with people, especially with hiring. So the first thing is definitely I want to talk about 
their mission? Like, why are they doing what they do in their business? And you would be surprised. A lot of people have trouble really answering that question. And that is really what's going to propel you forward to identify who is the right person for your business at this moment. Because if you know what your business is about, like what it is that you need right now in your business, you'll know the right decisions that you need in the business. So it really encompasses things like asking the right questions to make the right hiring decision. And often, you know, in the online space, a lot of visionary leaders and entrepreneurs will hire the first person that comes to mind or that they see because they have an immediate need and they're stressed, but that's not necessarily the right person. And normally they don't have the time to really go through the the hiring process, which is why they come to someone like me. So I think that's the first key area. The second key area is just know where their, their company is going. It's almost like estimating what they're going to almost need in the next three to six months. Because while you can hire for somebody in the most immediate need. If if you're doing changes, like let's say if you're doing like a revamp of your brand and your offers, most likely the relationship you have with your hire is going to change. So it's almost like you need to know what you need and uh, you need to know what you need in three to six months and really think about that strategically. Because when I'm writing the job descriptions for people, I want the candidate to really get a sense of you, get a sense of your business and where you're going because they are going to be looking to try to fit themselves into the piece of that puzzle. So that's a really important aspect of that as well. And then the last thing I would say is that the values for the leader and the candidate has to also align. If you don't know your core values as a leader and an entrepreneur, there's going to always be a disconnect because the candidate needs to feel that once they read the job description. If they're the right person, reading that job description and getting a sense of you and your business is going to bring them joy. Because if the values don't align, the relationship is not going to work. And that's what we don't want. We don't want you to you know, have to waste time with somebody who's not necessarily the right fit for your business. So you really need to know the core values of your business as a leader and entrepreneur. Like I know for me, some of my core values are honesty, respect and leadership and things like that. And I'm sure Natalie's is relatively the same as mine or, or close to it. So those are some things that you really need to focus on when you're trying to think about how am I going to find the right candidate for my, for my business and how am I going to really hire with intention? Because what we could do is you could wing it and just try to find somebody, but that's normally filling a very short-term void. So you want to really hire with intention to find a more long-term fit um, for your business, especially as it's growing. Yeah, that's something I see just, I mean, honestly, it's it can be very frustrating too if somebody is kind of adamant, if, if the client is adamant about hiring for a gap they have in the current day and the current state. Those are phenomenal key takeaways. So if you're in a team and the client that you have is holding you accountable for bringing in new talent to grow their business, these are incredible takeaways. We see this all the time and um, I can kind of chuckle about this because I see them. I actually screenshot every single time I see this done because I want to create an idea and like a volume of how many times I see this done incorrectly. And what is this that I'm talking about? So we will see great leaders, big, you know, quote unquote, popular leaders, innovators in this space, and they will reduce their needs to an imminent need, which is fine, that's valid, that you need somebody right now. But if you only hire for the gap you have right now, you are not serving your your future self. We are in business, most likely, 
if you're going to be a client of mine or Camones, and likely to every single person that's listening here, because we're all servant hearted and service based. But if we are going to be in business with you, we are in business to refine and to reach that future self that we have in mind. So if we're hiring just for what we need today, we're short-sighting ourselves. But you see this, this shows up on the internet in Facebook primarily, or even LinkedIn, even Instagram for for that matter, but people will put out posts, hey, I'm looking for an expert project manager. Go ahead and DM me if you have, if you know somebody. Like the worst strategy that you could ever imagine. And my thought on that is they are desperate when they're hiring for that person. So desperate folks will attract desperate folks. Okay. I believe that having rigor around a process is just going to bring you some really great, much better candidates. And then the retention is much higher. We hear so many people complaining about how virtual staff is just there. The turnover is so high and the expectations aren't clear. I promise you, if your client goes through a process like Camones or mine, they're not going to have the opportunity to miss those key components. So So with every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, we have an Ops Activity of the Week. That means that you fully listen and you take action on the conversations that we're having and the ideas that we're sharing here on the Ops Authority podcast. So this week for your Ops Activity, I want you to go to your leader that you're working with right now, one client or all of them if you want, but The assignment, so to speak, is to go to one client and have them tell you, have them give them the assignment of working on their core values. And you may be wondering, how does that tie into all of this? Well, Kimon explained it really, really well. But if you get their core values and you match them to yours, so you're going to have to do the work too. You need to know theirs, but you also need to know yours. When you put those side by side, if there is a big gap, you can expect turnover in three to six months. If there is synergy between those, they don't have to be exact, but if there's synergy between those, you can expect a one to three year relationship. So that is really my value proposition when I come into businesses and they say, ah, but your process, you know, actually no one ever says is expensive. They all say, yes, honestly, I've never had an offer where people convert so easily, but are you having the same experience, Kimon? Yes, I'm yeah. having the Experience because these leaders don't have the time to do this the right way. Like I like to say, they're half, you know, half winging it really because they, they ha- they're being pulled in multiple directions. So they're focusing on all the things like being visible, like interviews and marketing and sales and all those good stuff, but they don't have really the time to really um, dive into this the way that they need to. And then, you know, if they're going to put out a post and say, hey, I'm looking for a virtual assistant. If you're interested, DM me like the amount of DMs that they're going to get from putting that post up is going to stress them out. So normally when they come to me, they're very like, oh my gosh, I need somebody like yesterday. That's that's the new terminology that a lot of my clients will say. Um, they need somebody like yesterday. And I feel it for them because they're being pulled in so many different directions and they don't have the time. So then they come to someone like me to help them with that. And then the offer is relatively simple because I'm really saving them tons of time and they don't really have to do much on their end, if anything at all, to be quite honest. Time, turnover, expectations, all of those things are missing. And it's a huge gap that we're able to come in and fill. 
Alrighty. So don't forget your ops activity this week is to go to at least one leader and ask them for their core values. I want you to come to the opsinsiders.com, which is our private Facebook group. That is our community of directors of operations, aspiring directors of operations, service providers, project managers. I want you to come there and there will be a prompt in the group that will allow you to express what their core values are. Now, I definitely don't want you to list your client's name, but I want you to list what their values are. So this is going to hold your feet to the fire to reach out to them, to be the leader for them, to make them slow down long enough to understand what their values are, and then help them to understand that by knowing their values, they're going to build stronger teams. You're starting to be that human resources leader just by starting at the foundations of them which is their core values. And then of course, I am going to challenge you always to go back and create your core values. The great thing about a value is it can't be right or wrong. I can't refine your values. They are who you are. So it's important for you to just take the time to capture those. And for integrity purposes, I want to make sure that I share my values with you, my audience, my friends, my peers who are listening every single week. And this is something that I have recently refined. They don't change all that much, but I have refined them over time. And all that to say, this is an exercise I want you to go back to over and over and over. So my values are legacy, curiosity, candor with kindness, assuming positive intent, and action-oriented. Now, if I'm sitting down with a client or a prospective client and they don't give a hoot about legacy, I bet I'm in for a short-term project. If they can't allow me or they don't have a personality that allows me to be fully candid with them, yikes, they're probably going to be really challenged by me. If I can't ask a lot of questions because I'm naturally curious, I'm going to be frustrating to them. So of course, I'm not going to like give them a checklist and say, okay, what do you, what do you like? What do you dislike? And list my values. But those are the things that I'm really feeling into and trying to understand as I'm getting to know this client before I sign on with them for a long period of time. So come on, I know that you've shared some of your values as well. And I hope that this really prompts you guys to do that. Part of being a great partner and strategic partner in a business is by making sure that you are in true partnership and that partnership will be built off of value. So I want to come back to the human resources space here. I remember what I was going to say earlier. And when I was in corporate, we had a role called a HR business partner human resources business partner. And that was kind of the consummate role because you got out of HR has lots of different tentacles. They have benefits, they have training and development, they have recruiting, they have lots and lots of different spaces. And you could be an expert in any of those, but the evolution of people who became really, really good in multiple areas was to become an HR business partner. Is that something that you were exposed to, Kimon? Yes, for sure. I remember when I was just leaving the corporate space, that was the hottest role, especially here in New York, because it kind of combines like three key areas that really a lot of entrepreneurs are looking for, but really even on the corporate and the government side of things that they're looking for, which is the strategy, they're looking for the HR support and then the operations all combined into one. And it it was almost like the MBA of like the HR side of the world. So it was really, you have to be very well-rounded to be an HR business partner, but it was a very strategic role, very similar to almost like a COO 
it definitely wasn't on the same playing field when I left corporate, but in terms of actual duties and things that people would do, it was definitely a high valued position, very C-suite type of position. Right. So I kind of leapfrogged that and went straight from one of those pillars of human resources into the chief of staff role. But if I wouldn't have gone there, the HR business partner was definitely on my horizon. It was a leadership level role because you had all these teams underneath you, diverse teams that were leading those different areas. But I will, since we're both kind of HR nerds around here, and those of you guys who are listening may be like, yes, or you may be like, what in the world are you talking about? But since I've got a good friend here who understands that kind of background, I feel like the director of operations certification mimics that quite a bit. And in our HRBP or HR business partner role in corporate, we were also looking at the financials because we were doing like resource allocation, like how many people needed to be on the team? What was our budget around people? How much could we afford? What kind of projects? We were helping with their prioritization. And to no surprise, because that's my background and that's what I was exposed to, when I created the Director of Operations Certification, I really piggybacked off of that HRBP role. So I'm, I love to be able to chat with you and to somebody else who understands what that role looks like. But I feel like the, the Director of Operations role, even though it's not only HR, it definitely has a lot of that in it. Would you agree? I definitely agree. I always love to tell people about the certification and be like, it's really the fast track to really getting like your master's or your MBA in human resources, because it's very straight to the point, but in a good way. And the way the content, it goes over all of the different materials really to benefit you and to really help propel you forward because people coming into the certification, this is what they're interested in. They're, they're interested in the operations, the financials, the HR, and so much more. And it really helps propel you forward in that way, much easier than, you know, a master's or an MBA. So I value the certification so highly um, because I do have my master's and I got my master's from engineering school here in New York City but at the same time like the certification was really like the fast track and very straight to the point which is like what a lot of people want you know your master's takes you roughly around two to three years to complete but with the certification what you're getting in terms of value and in terms of knowledge is priceless yeah. And that's exactly why I partner with people like you, Kamon. Like, of course, I built this program and I organized the content in a way that made sense to me. But when I'm able to pull in people like you to help amplify all of these areas, now the DOO students, our community has a resource. And so even inside of our own community, you are known as the HR expert. If they're not coming to me, they're probably going to you because I have we have worked together to really be known as those HR experts in this community. And that the ripple effect is huge because it doesn't stop here. If we have somebody in the DO community who is unfamiliar with HR, or doesn't feel confident with HR, who do they refer to? They go to you. They will lean on you. They may send clients to you. And so I love the inside and the outside view of how our expertise really helps and grows us inside. So I know that everyone listening knows that you have come through the certification and of course you're an expert and I want you to be recognized as such, but I'd also love to know just Give us an idea of what the certification has done for you. I know that you've got your master's. I know that you have, you know, it's allowed you to be a little bit more clear, but I would love to kind of get the behind the scenes of how the certification has blended into you and helped transform your process of going from government to where you are today as an entrepreneur. 
Really and truly, the certification really helped me find what I was looking for in terms of home, in terms of family, and in terms of business as well. I'm an extremely career-driven type of person, but at the same time, the certification really helped me align my offers and my strengths and my goals to really leverage everything that I wanted to bring to the table with a way that I could have some more freedom and flexibility in my schedule because of my family and because of all the things that I wanted more time and such. And so it really created a sense of abundance for me in life. The way that I work right now is is with ease. I'm not stressed out like I used to be. So it's really helped me in a multitude of ways, probably more than, you know, people typically would think it would help somebody, but it's really created an abundant lifestyle for me. And when I talk about abundance, I'm talking about in terms of the type of clients that I work with, in terms of the type of freedom that I have. You know, I have a one-year-old, so she's running around all the time. And the way that I've organized my business is that I have time to really see her grow and really engage her more so than I would by, you know, having like a regular nine to five job. So I'm loving what the certification has done for me with that. But it's also just given me time to even just relax a little more. You know, I said that I I live in New York City, so things are fast paced 24 seven here, but it really helped me kind of slow down a bit and really enjoy life more. So I love the certification. It's helped me create the business and the lifestyle that I envisioned for myself. Yes, that makes me feel so good to have been a part of the journey with you, but also just a real motivator for everyone that's listening that when you put your mind to something, it doesn't have to be a hustle, hustle, hustle at all cost kind of thing for you to actually have a positive transformation. It's really about your alignment. And I will say that from the outside looking in, Kimon, your boundaries are beautiful. She processes with ease. You can hear in her voice. She's very comfortable, but she's also stern with herself. I mean, that's what makes her an incredible leader. So if you guys are looking for a transformation and you have the skill sets of project management, financials, or HR, I would heavily encourage you to look at our director of operations certification. Just like Kimon, while she is a very precious and different commodity, she is really no different than anybody else. Everybody who comes through the program can have these kinds of results, can make this kind of change, and can live in serving in the ways that are easiest and best for them. So, Kimon, thank you so much for coming on and just for being such a great leader in our community in the space. You make directors of operations look really, really good because of how you carry yourself, the knowledge that you bring, the transformations. I have friends that are clients of yours who come to me and just shout your praises and tell me what kind of value you're bringing them. And I know you're, I know that you're able to bring that value because you're showing up as your true self. You're not trying to be somebody else or, you know, dive into areas. And you also have boundaries to say, wait, we need to come back. You know, that's too far out. So just thank you for being a great leader. And always thank you for being a darn good friend to me and being a great peer as we continue to grow in our businesses together. Before we wrap up, I'm sure everyone's going to be very curious about that website you talked about with your three offers. So share with the audience where they can go. You guys can find me at kimonnapier.com. Relatively simple. It's my name.com, but that's where you can find me and learn some more about me and my offers. 
I would also say that on that website, she's got some incredible blogs. Her social media, we talk a lot about how to grow our businesses in our Ops Inner Circle, which is our next level program. And she has taken visibility to the next level. So congrats on taking action there. And I learn something every single time I engage with your content. So kudos to you. Alrighty, friends. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.